There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show for March 9th, 2023. Timothy Michael McKernan in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, satellite headquarters in Jupiter, Florida at PGA National Resort. And Action Jackson is at the Ritz-Carlton in Laguna Beach. Yep, yep. Just posted up here, scotch and soda. Oh, is that what you're having? Yeah, yeah it's kind of my drink. That's uh, your hideout while you get ready for Dennis Gates and the Tigers to make their run through the bunt of Barch. Yeah, yeah, I'm just decompressing right now before I certainly compress myself. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I get this is this is high wire act for you. I can't wait to see what this looks like. Oh yeah. And if Missouri loses, I won't be thinking of my interest as a Missouri fan. I'll be immediately thinking of you and how you're going to handle it. Like yeah. what happens if they if they play next Thursday, uh-huh. they lose, and you have to come on the air on Friday, in particular on 101 ESPN. Uh, Think about that. Think about balloon party on 101 ESPN if Missouri loses in the first round. God, just, tell me what you're thinking right now. Despair. Tell me your emotions. What are you visualizing? Uh, Eleven o'clock, and uh, <laughs> also the only saving grace with that would be Friday, so I can just crawl into a hole for the next two days because like not only will like my mood be upset that day i will have like a bad feeling watching the rest of the games like it ruins the tournament for you no because once you get to like the sweet 16 i've I've accepted i'll accept it by then that'll be a a nice grace period a week goes by and i'll be okay but the first round which is my favorite time of the year if you were to bottle up one time of year and i could just replay it it would be the first two rounds of the ncaa tournament and it will be completely ruined if uh, if Missouri loses. That's why I want them to play Friday. That's you want a Friday game? Yeah, so I can just enjoy Thursday and not be. I'll be unencumbered by what Missouri. Yeah, I'll see, I, I see what you're. I see what you're saying on that. Um, your thoughts are welcome always for QFTA. Anything is welcome. TMCKERNAN at InsideSTL.com, or you can use the TMASTL app. And just send a message to me. You can pick your host on the dais or send something to the entire dais. But if you want it for QFTA, just use the app, hit send message, and it'll send it to uh, my Hubbard email address. And uh, anything is welcome for QFTA. Timothy Michael McKernan and Action Jackson with you from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. And your questions, comments, erotic stories, anything and everything are welcome for QFTA as we broadcast from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Average credit card rates are at 19.1%. That is the highest since July of 1991. 35% of households are taking on new credit cards, uh, new credit to cover basic expenses, even more still paying off their holiday bills. If you are a homeowner, you don't have to live like this. Do you have equity in your home? With a simple cash out refi, you can pull out that equity and the Home Loan Expert will give you your cash at closing. Start fresh on the path to financial freedom today at the Home Loan Expert. 
Com. And once you get your house in order, perhaps you're looking to get a house. If you get a house, get it insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. That's James Carlton. He is my insurance agent. I would like him to become your insurance agent as well. You will see 307 five-star reviews for James Carlton when you go to the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency website. And Google and as James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Well, he's the great communicator. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's just an all-timer. And and it's actually perfect timing you said that because Doug just walked in the studio to grab his coat to, to leave the building. And I want to echo his sentiment that he is the great, communicator. The great communicator. Nice. <laughs> you could hear Doug barking that he's not, but he doesn't mean that because we all know that Mark Hanna is the great communicator. Uh, what he does, it, it's there's a lot of people who have wisdom and knowledge in the financial advising game. There's no doubt. What Mark does, he learns about each individual, makes a custom plan for you, not a cookie cutter plan. But the difference with Mark is the way he conveys that message, the way that he is able to, you know, calm you down if you have issues, the way he's able to explain things to you, and that wisdom is so key, but you combine that with the way he conveys his message, and that's what makes Mark Hanna so incredible. So if you don't have anybody, if you think, oh, I'll just figure it out down the road, and you know, maybe one day I'll just, you know, a windfall of cash will come. That's, that might not be the case. It might be, but it might not be. So get you know, be safe. Work with Mark Hanna. You're going to be really happy to do it. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. You should make the decision as well. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. It's Mark Hanna. Evergreen Wealth Strategies, a wonderful sponsor of this podcast, along with Ryan Kelly, James Carlton, and Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganest of Munganest St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota all combined to make the Tim McKernan Show possible. And Jackson, here we go. And this one is going to get you going, I think. Ooh. Hey, Tim and Jackson. I went golfing on Monday. This was just sent uh, to me yesterday, Jackson. Uh, I went golfing on Monday. When the weather was warm and had an experience I thought maybe would get you going. Maybe not. Curious how you'd handle it. I went and played Far Oaks. Now, that's your home track, is it not, Jackson? One of my favorite courses in the area. All right. I went and played Far Oaks for my third round of the year. I'm okay. I got my cap down to an 8.7 last year with the goal of getting to a 5. I went out solo and got paired with three guys who all knew each other. It was obvious by their practice swings that they weren't going to be stellar, guessing they would probably be happy with anything under 100. Not a problem. Don't mind that a bit. But I had to share a cart with one of the guys as the course was busy and they needed people to pair up. The guy I was riding with immediately starts running his mouth about how he is pretty good and has shot even par here a few times. They all tee off and start spraying balls with what I would call an aggressive slice. The guy I'm riding with proceeds to top his and get it around 20 yards past the women's tees. I drive it all right, and we're off. We stop at his ball, and he duffs it again, about 50 yards shy of my drive now. Third shot, over the green. Chips up. Now he's lying four. Proceeds to three putt for a seven. Double bogey. I par the hole, and as we walk back to the cart, he turns to me and says, couple nice pars there to start out. Oof. Now, there's no money on the table, but I'm instantly annoyed. I watch him write down a five on the cart. Long story short, this goes on hole after hole after hole with him shaving at least seven or eight strokes off the first eight holes. By the ninth hole, I feel like I'd had enough. At the turn, I kindly said I needed to get going and just left. 
abandon a five over on the front nine. Now, what say you guys? How would you handle the douche who is obviously cheating and being obnoxious about it? Again, no money on the table, so it doesn't affect me other than putting a damper on my enjoyment of my afternoon. Thanks in advance. Jackson, that comes from Cuck Knobloch. Cuck Knobloch. Now, I shall answer. You shall answer. But here is my curveball to start. How do you think I will answer? How do you think I will answer? How well does Jackson know me? I think that you would, that after that first hole where he says it's a five on, I would argue the easiest par five in St. Louis. Uh, it's really short. I've only played it one time, so I don't really remember it. Yeah, it's, I mean, you, if you hit a decent drive, you'll have a buck 90 at most into a oh, big wow, green line. Really big green. Uh, it probably should be a par four, but it's just too long for a par four. Um, after you heard him and you, you know, saw he got a seven on that first hole, you go, ah, okay. Uh, so this guy is, you know, he might be a fine guy I like to talk to and stuff, but I'll never trust him, and I would never, ever gamble with him. That's how I think you'll answer it. Yeah, uh, the, 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 you hit those two things on the head. I suppose my first reaction is assuming the personalities are such that they're not annoying. Mm-hmm. I couldn't care less if he says he shot 65. I'm not going to sign for it. Right. You know, I'm right, not going right. to sign his scorecard. But I, I could, I personally, I it just it means nothing to me. Now I understand, I th- and perhaps this comes with how much I've played here since getting back into the game um, six years ago. That I've been around people who I know they lie about their scores. Uh, vanity handicaps, for example, sure. uh, would be the title. Although oftentimes people who lie about their scores aren't necessarily active, actively keeping a handicap. And if anything, if they are, it's a great thing because if I am playing them for money and we're going off of handicaps, it's incredibly advantageous for me because if they're saying they're a, you know, whatever, a, a 10 and in reality they're a 15, well, I've got a major edge there. Yeah. So be my guest if you want to lie about your score on the low side. If anything, what I run into more and what I would imagine is more common are people not entering their good scores and uh, overemphasizing perhaps bad scores by you know inflating numbers and sandbagging. That's what is a bigger problem. That's that's where I actually do care mm-hmm. because it, only if I'm going to or do play those people for money. But in this case, with strangers, a, now if the personalities were grading or the personality of the guy I'm riding with, right. That changes things. I, I I played down here in Jupiter this past weekend. Wound up two guys from New York City and one guy who's a resident of South Florida. All all of us, I think, around the same age, thirties, uh, forties, and you know, just a you know, just went to a course and wound up getting paired with them. And it, nobody really talked much about their handicaps, but uh, you know, they, I wouldn't say any of them were particularly good. But I enjoyed the hell out of the round just because it was good company, and I have no idea what they were putting down for their scores. doesn't really matter to me, and that's how I view it. So I couldn't personally care any less unless this would be somebody I would wind up be playing in a competition or more likely for some kind of you know game. Even if it's only like a $10 NASA, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm, we're not going to put up with the uh, lying but i've i've seen it plenty of times it usually is somebody lying about it they probably had a triple bogey or a double or excuse me a triple bogey or maybe even a quad and then they'll just 
you know, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. not, not, not my max is a six because in, it, you know, at different handicap levels, you do have max scores. You could only take a maximum of a double bogey once you get to a certain point and a maximum of a triple bogey if you're at a certain point. But um, lying about their score or doing the thing where when you say, oh, what'd you get, just to be polite, because I usually really don't care. Uh, and then they begin the process of looking back toward the tee from the <laughs> green and and pointing at the air to count their strokes. And when I see that, I go, okay. Yeah. And I just turn and whenever crap they yell out i just mark it down and right. go on about my day because i didn't know who cares what did i say to you the first time we played golf see if you remember this because you've cited it before so i assume you oh yeah uh the only person i'm playing against here today is myself yeah and and, and that's how i view it i really i i'm i would rather this is a weird thing for me and i think this is different than most of the guys i gamble with some of whom probably listen to this podcast um i would rather lose money and shoot a good score than win money and shoot a bad score. Ah, I hear what you're saying. Where do you fall into that category? Uh, I mean, it depends on the amount of money. Like if I lost. Yes, you're right. You're right. Like, assuming we're not talking about what would, you know, and everybody's right definition I mean, of what is, you know, right. material is different. But yeah, if it were like, you know, a material amount of money, then that changes. But if, you know, yeah. it's it's something that's relatively speaking inconsequential and i can say okay i went out and i shot around even today for me which would be good that i would take that over shooting 10 over but winning an immaterial amount of money yes absolutely yeah now okay. if it's something where it's like we got a lot of change on i don't care how i win i'm just I'm, if i have to shoot poorly the and oh, yeah. end up winning and i make the money that's one thing but like yeah if it's a small amount of money just like a cheap game just for the fun of it yeah i'd much rather shoot a good score and lose uh, how would you handle cuck knoblock situation, Jackson? So I, I think a big variable of it is like if, if the people are cool, like and like you're laughing and then like, you know, it's a good time, then yeah, I'll you write down whatever you want, whatever makes you feel better. I don't care, you know. But if the person like because he kind of he I think he mentioned he's like he was kind of being obnoxious about his score while he was cheating. Like if at one point he like looked at me and was like, hey, I thought you would be better than this. I'm beating you. Then I would be like, well, <laughs> then I'd be like, well. Let's just, you know, pump the brakes there a little bit. I, I let one go, like one comment like that go. If he came around and doubled down on it, yeah, then I'm going to have to be like, uh, how about we keep each other's scores going forward and we see how we both score? Because I've had, a, you know, I've seen, I played high school golf, you know, there's there's no bigger. I hear, I, I didn't, I wasn't even playing golf in high school. I hadn't played, but I understand there's a lot of cheating. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. Is that right? Yeah. And it's not like improving lies and like that you know and i'm sure that lying happens. about scores yeah it's just straight up saying you and like there were, I, I never mentioned any names but there was a kid uh who we were playing with they were like one round uh you know when we kept this person's score it was you know in like the it was nine holes it was like high like mid mid to low 50s and then they kept their own score the next round and it was in the high 30s and i was like ah the discrepancy is is serious on these two uh, these two scorecards. So it was uh, I don't know. Uh, there was a lot of that going on for sure. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah. That's what I hear. Like in junior golf, I think I think one of the things because I've I've gotten to know some of these guys who wound up playing, whether it be at a, a high level, you know, certainly beyond high school, and we'll hear some of the stories. And you have golf dad mm. that yeah. creates so much pressure for the kids that 
it's almost a, a method of survival is too extreme of a word, but a method of getting through this really difficult relationship between golf dad who is on a quest to you know see his son play on the pga tour and the child who is trying to keep from having his parent embarrass him either at the golf course or you know the dreaded ride home where he berates him for not playing well enough and so it's a method of of survival and then what it teaches you know people and it goes from my standpoint it goes beyond golf I oftentimes, you know, Iggy will make reference to on TMA, you know, people who cheat to win charity events. And I have never been around any group where I saw that happen. And if it did, if I was playing with somebody and they go, okay, let's just put down a birdie, I would, in the whole scheme of things, it means nothing, but I would never look at that person the same. Yeah. You know, I mean, the quote upside of putting down the birdie is nothing, it's an absolute zero. And the downside is it, it, from my standpoint, tells me a lot about the character. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, as weird as it is to apply something as trivial as golf to that, but that's that's been my experience. So, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I if I'm in Cuck Knobloch's situation, and I'm out there, and granted, it's not around the corner from my home, so at the point of I'm driven over there, <laughs> uh, I'm pot committed to the round, assuming the weather is good. And if the pace of play is not brutal because they're not particularly good, uh, then I'm just going to, it's like, it's a, it's a, whatever. I couldn't care any less. Mark you down for an Eagle just doesn't matter to me, but, uh, yeah, I can see, I can see that being annoying. Like I said, if, if I were playing these people for money, it would be wonderful because it would be an advantage. You know, and if we were playing for money, that crap would not fly. We would absolutely be going, we would be oh, counting yeah. stroke by stroke. And we'd, oh, you went out of bounds and it's white stakes. You're reteeing here and you're hitting three. Oh, you've never heard of that rule and you think you can drop laterally and hit three? No, sorry. White stakes. You know, if we're going to play for money. Right. But I probably wouldn't play somebody for money like, you know, in that spot. And yeah. usually those people aren't the ones who are really playing for real money. Right. You know? Yeah. And I wouldn't, I don't think I would ever play like, a stranger for material amount of money. Like I would, like I would need, right? Like if they were like, "Hey, you want to play for twenty bucks?" You know, like a ten dollar NASA. Like we all, we often do. Like that's, yeah, I'll do that. But if they're like, "Hey, like you know, you want to put some serious money on this?" And I've never met you. No, I'm not doing that because then, like, I, who knows? I don't know how good you are, what you say you are. I don't know. I'm out on that. Uh, and then also, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I would leave uh, one because I love the back nine at Far Oaks. It's incredible. And uh, two, I can I can kind of get over that. But it, the obnoxious part they talks about about a score is a big variable. Like to what level you're being obnoxious about it would maybe affect my enjoyment of the round. Action Jackson has given his opinion. You're welcome to give your experiences by emailing tmckernan at insidestl.com or using the TMASTL map app and just uh, sending direct messages to me via that way for QFT. Hey, I am broadcasting from Jupiter, Florida, where I am residing for the month of March. Jackson is at the world headquarters back in St. Louis. And if you are in St. Louis, the weather a little rough. Tell me what you see when you look outside right now, Jackson. Uh, it's gray as gray can be, about 45 degrees outside, uh, kind of windy. Oh, the hawk is up? Uh, 17 miles per hour coming out of the southeast. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a 
it's a glum day, and there's more glum in the forecast for the next couple of days. I see that. I see rain in the forecast today, rain in the forecast on Saturday. Jackson and I are talking on Thursday, March 9th. Uh, yeah, just I, I feel like the month of February, the weather was better than it's been in the month of March. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monday, now this Monday, this previous Monday, or this week's Monday, outstanding. Like 73 degrees, sunny, uh, just a tiny little hawk to cool you off. The set Monday was great, but since then it has been glum. Well, it, uh, it, it's, it's a forecast with some cold weather. And so if you're in the St. Louis area, support the sponsors and design air heating and cooling is a wonderful sponsor of TMA and the Ryan Kelly morning after go to designairservice.com, Click on book now, and you'll be working with the service tech very quickly. And that means you're working with Seth Goldcamp's incredible staff. It's design air heating and cooling. Any furnace troubles you run into, it's still cold. It may be March, but it's still cold and it's gray. And overnight it gets into the twenties. Tend to it with Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. And if you are in the market for a new car, a pre-owned car, or just need to get your car serviced, even if you didn't get your car from Munganas St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota, get it taken care of at Munganas St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota. Go to stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com or call 314-252-0029 and work with Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganast at Munganast. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. That's stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And now the supply is coming back for new cars for the automotive industry. Get yours from stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com and call the secret phone number for our audience, 314-252-0029. All right, I'm going to go one more here, Jackson. All right, let's do it. And I think this is going to be a good one. Let's see what we got. Hey, Tim, please don't. Oh, yeah, if if it's right out of the gate, if it says, please don't share my name or email address on the air. It's not an erotic story, but it's titled Soccer Guy in St. Louis City SC Culture Clash. Mm. I don't remember reading this one. I must have read it, though. If, if it makes it to the QFTA file, it's good enough to be read on the show. Okay. Um, hey, Tim, please don't share my name or email address on the air. I've thoroughly enjoyed TMA's excitement and coverage of the buildup and debut of the new MLS team. I've supported soccer locally for several years and really got into the USL franchise, St. Louis FC, I've uh, watched the development of the supporter culture from afar and welcome those groups' passion, dedication, positivity, and energy. That being said, there's been a brewing issue that I think the show's coverage has brought to the forefront. There is an extremely passionate slash dedicated group within the supporters groups that views themselves as the gatekeepers of all opinions and actions regarding professional soccer fandom in St. Louis. We're talking about a Goob 11 type group. (laughs) Now I remember reading this. Uh, We're talking about a Goob 11 type group, which is extremely vocal and at times condescending about any opinion not approved by their perceived superior opinion. This has obviously been a huge issue with the nickname, but also has come up in ticket resales. They publicly shame and want to have the club ban people found to resell their tickets. Centene's precious stadium sponsorship. Centene donated to a Florida rep who supported a controversial bill. Uh, Jackson, I am not familiar with that story. Are you familiar with that not as I'm reading all. this? Not at all. Okay. Uh, if you want to do some Google searching sure. while I continue to read sure. the email, see what you can find there. The club's use of dynamic pricing and pricing to meet demand. They want family-friendly pricing for supporters. And then the chance they want only approved chance dating back to earlier professional teams. 
the list could go on and on, and it will continue to grow. The underlying issue is this team will be way more popular than any other incarnation of professional soccer in St. Louis. These gatekeepers have their identities completely tied up in being a supporter group member slash leader and will continue to be vocal and oppose any action that reduces their control. Personally, I'm all for it as this group's claimed inclusivity and open-mindedness could not be personal. Okay, I don't want to make sure I'm reading. I want to make sure I'm reading this. Personally, comma, I'm all for it as this group's claimed inclusivity and open-mindedness could not be more hypocritical. They take this stuff way too seriously and turn off more people than they bring in. Come on, you dogs. Looking forward to hearing your and Jackson's thoughts best. And then he gives his name, but I thought he didn't. So he gives his name, um, just his first name, even though I can see his full name. I don't know, for the purpose of just maybe I just won't say his name at all. Anyway, there it is, Jackson. All right, while uh, I was reading that, did you find whatever this thing was about a centine donation to a Florida rep who supported a controversial bill? So I found an article on stlpublicradio.org. Um, centine showers politicians with millions as it courts contracts and settles over billing allegations. This was written by Samantha Young, Andy Miller, and Rebecca Grapevine on November 24th, 2022. Um, uh, it's, it's a really long article, um, so I guess there's some... I, 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 I'm trying to like read it, and I don't really understand what it's talking about. Okay. Well, I will tend to this while you tend to that. Um, I kind of have a similar reaction to this. This is all coincidental. As I do to the uh, question uh, the gentleman asked regarding the golf score, the hashtag soccer guy that he is referencing only impacts me if soccer guy comes after me. Now, my understanding is soccer guy has has come after me uh, and TMA and I guess Jackson us on balloon party. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I've, I don't even know if I would call it matured on, because in a way it's kind of sad, but with doing what I've done for 23-ish or more years now, actually, going back to the late 90s, God, I'm coming up on 25 years. Holy shit. Wow. My first sports cast was September of 1998, Jackson. Wow. My God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I just had a moment here. But either way, one of the things that comes with that is now I'm not saying it's it's uh, it's it's practiced and it is it is perfect. But what I am saying is I don't I know where I can read negative things about myself. And I've just learned that there's absolutely no point in doing it. There's just none. Now, if somebody is writing something and passing it off as fact that can damage my reputation, well, then you get into defamation and potential litigation. That's a different thing than saying he sucks, that show sucks, um, you know, and calling them the dogs that's stupid because they're barstool wannabes or whatever the thing that's gone around is. I don't, I don't care. And, and, I, and, and I know that's not necessarily the greatest reaction. I suppose it would be better hashtag content buzzword of the 2020s. 
if I were to get all worked up and then like declare war and then do a social media argument thing, it's just not where I am at this point in my life. Maybe 20 years ago, I would have engaged in that stuff. But now I just, I really don't care. Say I'm a terrible person. Say I'm a barstool wannabe. Say whatever you want to say. Because what I have found when I tried to tend to these things is it becomes a game of whack-a-mole and you can tend to one and then another one pops up and you just don't win. And then you wind up spending your time on people who you really in an, in a normal engagement most likely would never spend any time with just out of choice. Because if you are spending all of your time arguing with people anonymously online, you're probably not somebody that I would want to spend a whole lot of time with. And that's not said as a shot. It's just what I've experienced in my life. The people who are my friends aren't people who I find out you know, have 2000 posts on, a, on, a, on Reddit or, you know, on <laughs> right. a message board. Right. It's just not, it's just not the way that it is. So it's, we're, we're not going to cross paths, <laughs> nor am I all of that concerned about what you have to say. So say whatever awful shit you want to say about me, be my guest. It's been going on for 25 years. And so, you know, I'm just, it's, you know, I just don't, I don't really read it. So specific to this, taking it beyond my personal feeling toward it, uh, I can see how it could be an issue as in a real issue for the growth of um, the game if these groups are truly policing slash gatekeeping the casual fan who then has a um, negative reaction to their experience of either going to games or talking about games online because all of a sudden somebody has a condescending treatment of them. I don't know. I mean, there's one, there's been one home game as Jackson and I are recording this podcast. And my God, I would think that that game was met with damn near 100% approval. I haven't seen one negative thing about it. It has been so well received. So, uh, you know, and that, that and that, and I, and I, and I said this on TMA, I said it on one-on-one, I suppose some of these people might be the people who are saying terrible things about me or TMA or us on balloon party. I don't know, but the supporters group, I, the groups, I think played a role in that atmosphere being played a big role in that yeah, atmosphere, absolutely. being as energetic as it was and as energetic as it will continue to be. Um, but I do believe that with regards to the dogs thing, which has taken on a life of its own, the way the dogs thing actually happened is Doug on TMA was joking that he didn't like these like Real Salt Lakes and these FCs and this wannabe European thing. And so when it, we found out that St. Louis was getting an MLS team, he jokingly in his very dry way said how about a name like the dogs yep. <laughs> so the way that teams oftentimes get named their mascots not necessarily their soccer names is organic and so it actually did happen organically now i think what's happened since then perhaps with some tma listeners going above and beyond to irritate the hardcore soccer fans is a totally different conversation but that's not the way that things started out. And so what I was theorizing with Doug before uh, you even had this uh, St. Louis soccer civil war between dogs and whatever the hell else the other thing is, uh, 
is that because it was coming from TMA, it would not be welcomed by the soccer people, which is what I think has happened. And so that would speak to what this gentleman is presenting as a theory. Jackson, your thoughts, and if you've discovered any knowledge while I have been uh, talking. Yeah, I th- that article I referenced, I don't think it has anything to do with the naming rights of the stadium. So I have found nothing to what the uh, the original email Well, the way was. I took it was this person was saying somebody with Centene donated money to a Florida representative or Florida senator who voted a way that soccer supporters didn't like on some issue. That's the way I took it. But either way, digressing, we don't know about that. And, you know, I don't know what to say about it. Uh, maybe somebody can enlighten us for uh, next week's episode. Sure. But uh, your thoughts on the email that was sent in by uh, this gentleman? Yeah, I mean, I think the soccer guy thing, and I feel like this is like an overarching theme of the current times we're in, is like people like to talk a lot online with a screen name, even if they're using their real name, they're still, you know, in their comfort of their own home saying, oh, no, like this. You go to the game, like, I don't think you're going to run into someone, you know, upset with you because you're calling them one thing. I think a lot of this is like, you know, the online discourse, which is a big part. Online engagement is great for sports teams, and it's good for fans. It's good to be engaged with your team, fellow supporters. That's a good thing. But I think a lot of it gets blown out of proportion by – a certain sect of people online who are saying these things, but really, you know, I don't know these people at all. So like, you know, someone saying, well, we won't be calling them the dogs. Well, you don't speak for the entire fan base. And right. so the gatekeeping thing is frustrating too, because that's the, uh, in a way you can't out of one side of your mouth say we need to support soccer more and it needs to grow in America. And out of the other side of your mouth, criticize somebody who's trying to support it, but doesn't quite understand the rules yet. Instead, you should be lifting them up, teaching them, or, you know, just letting them be and learn for themselves. That's how you increase sporting events and keeping that energy. Now, on the same token, if you're going to be a, a rabid supporter, God bless. That's what this the team needs. We want to have that environment that was Saturday for in perpetuity because that would be incredible that is like what people want to go to the soccer game for is to not only see a new team but experience a new atmosphere and so i think that the uh, i think your thesis on why people aren't supporting the dog's name is very accurate um but i also think that's such a vocal minority of the overarching uh you know narrative i think the narrative is like we have a new team and it's incredible and i think that there are people out there who will be gatekeeping i just don't think that the i think eventually they'll be silenced by just how awesome the team is and if they get called the dogs by a majority of people people who don't listen to tma then great if they don't everyone's still going to support them yeah i think the dogs thing has uh has now transcended tma yeah um i understand that uh, local news has been discussing what the name is, as in the mascot, and the dogs has made those local news. There was one on KMOV, and I believe there was one on KSDK. So uh, that is certainly well beyond TMA at this point. For sure. Um, I, I One of the things that I have observed, and I suppose I could say that, that I've seen it certainly through the lens of the show that, you know, uh, has, I've been a part of now for almost two decades with TMA, and then another analogy would be, uh, or another example, I think would be the better way to describe it, would be with Missouri fans, of which Jackson and I are both big fans. Jackson certainly a big, big college basketball fan. I'm a fan of both, but a bigger football fan. And that is Missouri fans. 
and things that become incredibly important in the community so of, of the where the fans congregate. So in the case of TMA, like a TMA fan page right. on Facebook, or in the case of Mizzou fans, Power Mizzou, of which I'm a member, uh, the Colonel, Gabe DeArmond, then and then what is reality to the people who are not who are who are fans of TMA, fans of Mizzou, but they're not on Power Mizzou or they're not on the TMA fan page. And those who are in those worlds, then understandably, this wouldn't be limited to TMA or Power Mizzou. These just happen to be two that I am familiar with. Uh, then believe that the reality in that bubble applies to those who are interested in, in the case of TMA, TMA, or in the case of Power Mizzou, Mizzou. And in reality, the bubble is not representative of what is even close to the majority. But you can suddenly think, and I think I've been guilty of this at, at a younger age, not because of youth, but just because of inexperience, that you, th I feel like, for example, Iggy, who is 20 years older than me, I think thinks that there's, you know, and I, I well, Tommy Mattered, head of programming, had to show him how many people listen to TMA <laughs> right. and then show him the number on the fan page and go, you have to understand, this is not even a tenth of the audience. Right. But that that it's not, that it's it's not representative but it's vocal and then you see it and, you, and it's all you see as the only way to get feedback and then it becomes oh this must be the only people who are listening and the only opinion that's going on and i think that might be what's going on on social media with what is described as hashtag soccer guy versus casual soccer fan and how hashtag soccer guy is going to ruin the St. Louis City SC or dogs, whatever you want to call it, Hellcats, be my guest, experience. And in reality, Soccer Guy is a sliver of the population who was in that building on Saturday night and who will be a fan of that team going forward. Right. Just like Fan Page Guy, who stays on the fan page and you know gatekeeps that for new members, is not representative of the TMA audience, and at least for the most part, in my experience, where you know, ninety-nine percent of the time when I meet a TMA lister, they're not like, "Yeah, I'm," you know, "I I love the fan page." They <laughs> say, "I love the show," right? Or if I meet a Mizzou fan, it's not like, "Yeah, man, I you know can't wait for Gabe's next column." I mean, I'm a fan, but I but I you know they're they're a fan of Missouri football, or Missouri basketball, or something else. Or they just went to school there. But if you only read Power Mizzou or you only read the TMA fan page that becomes your perception of what reality is, but it actually is not reality. And my guess is, now I'm not on these fan pages, but my guess is, uh, is that um, there is a number of the, there are a number of these discussions going on right now on take your pick of whatever, whether it be Twitter or Facebook or somewhere else. And since I'm not on those, I don't see them. And, and I'm talking about like city SC pages. Um, so I have no idea what's being said. I'll see the screenshots that are sent into our text line or posted on the TMA fan page where they're attacking us or attacking me or attacking Doug, but I don't, I'm not a part of those groups, so I don't see them. And either way, I think it's just, I mean, it might be 10% of the fans who are actually going to be following this team over the course of the year. It may seem like it's 90% if you're in the group, but mathematically, it's just not. And then so therefore to focus on that would be a mistake. One of the things that I've also learned, Jackson, 
and this has nothing to do with City SC, is when you say this to those who are part of the groups, while it's not intended to be a shot, sometimes they can take it as a shot. And I take this back to the InsideSTL.com message board. And I remember saying, and I happened to wind, I mean, now I think it's kind of, you know, the verdict is in, but I knew it at the time. And I said to some of the people, and it was like, you know, I don't know, 100 people who were posting on this InsideSTL.com message where I said, you know, guys don't, may not realize it, but I could sh- shut down the message board and it won't impact our revenue in any capacity. And you would have thought I told them that, you know, there was no God. <laughs> and <laughs> and because I, because I, I mean, I, I had the information, I had the numbers, I knew what the dollars were and I knew, I knew it's, you know, lack of financial relevance to the business. And so it becomes a weird thing because those who get really caught up in it, it, be, it can become a world that can become where you make friends and, and become the people that you, you wind up hanging out with. And again, this isn't limited to power Missouri TMA fan page. It just happens to be two places that I am active in as far as reading. And so I realize how that can sometimes become inside the bubble, your belief of what is actually going on outside the bubble, but it truly is just inside that bubble. And so taking it back to this email, I don't think that the majority of people who watched that game, whether in person or on television this past Saturday night against Charlotte, were really or are really experiencing the Civil War. I am aware it's going on, but I think it's going on for a small percentage of St. Louis City soccer fans. So that is, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a bigger thing than I I think. and, And maybe it's weird, especially considering I suppose I'm in the crosshairs in part where our show is, but you know, I'm not, I just, I've experienced enough of this stuff to realize at the beginning of my career thinking, Oh my God, everybody is reading this to looking back on that and going, wow, that was just dumb. And I now realize that so few people are reading it. And on top of it, most people as time goes on and they start to either have some success in their career or they have a family. The last thing they're doing is, arguing with people online for the most part. I realize it can go on that people who have procreated or who have made some money argue online anonymously. What you'll find actually in 2023 is people make it a cottage industry to make money by putting their names on it and then just making crap up online and arguing. That is a way to make money. But as far as hiding anonymously and having, you know, a nice life uh, professionally and or personally, and spending your day arguing with people, it's just not necessarily all that common. It's it's not it's not a part of the recipe. You can't have a bunch going on professionally and then also personally, and whether you be single and seeing a variety of people or you're a, a husband or wife or a mother or a father, and then spend your day like behind a dog avatar, you know, arguing with people. It's just not the way that the world works realistically. And so once you're aware of that, you go and go, okay, say whatever you want. It just, it kind of, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's what I've seen here in my opinion on this soccer gatekeeper thing. I think it is a sliver of the fan base. And uh, I thought what I saw on Saturday was incredible and it looks like a hell of an experience and I can't wait to go to a game. So yeah. there you go, Jackson. I agree. And I think uh, just to add just at the end too, is like on top of people who like argue online with people, people also 
once their mind mind is made up, there's nothing you can do to change it to a, to an extent. I mean, we get labeled on um, balloon party as like we don't like soccer, or we don't respect soccer, like, and we could point you to the contrary, but they won't believe. We could do the show live from Wembley Stadium on during the FA Cup, and they would say, "Yeah, these guys don't like soccer." Like, it doesn't right. matter. Like, we're their people's minds are made up. So once you realize that, it's actually really freeing because you, 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 there's nothing you don't have to do anything anymore. Their mind is made up, and their opinion, for the most part, is not relevant to you or your job. So it's like, hey, I don't have to listen to it anymore. Yeah, I just I don't know it. You know, I, I remember sitting across from Doug years ago and going, God, I, I, and I, and not like years and years ago, I'm talking about relatively speaking, a few years ago and going, God, I, and I'm, not, I'm still not to his like full on, mm-hmm. like, I just absolutely don't care. But go, God, I, I wonder how, if, if I ever can get there. And it, I want to make sure I, I say, it's not that I don't care. I care. I, I think in some cases, I care too much about certain things professionally. But when it comes to like, guy most of the time it's guy calling me names or saying this or that about it it's just like okay cool i just it just does not in any way impact the quality of my day anymore and i say that because it used to impact the quality of my day and potentially days plural reading something and it's just a it's it's kind of amazing how i think it's probably it's in part the number of years I've been doing it, but it's also in part the volume of negative things I've read about myself <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, you know, after a while, it's just like, okay, I mean, it's the boy who cried wolf. It's like, Oh, I'll never listen to this guy again. But like, you've still been doing, Oh my God, just there's that guy. I don't years. even know if I gave you the number, I bet you would recognize it. Cause there's a guy I've, I've talked about it before and I'm just in awe because he listens to us and sends crap in for three straight hours on TMA. And then the moment we're on 101, there's his phone number <laughs> and he's sending crap in at 10 o'clock on 101 ESPN. And part of me, I'm just like, this guy, I mean, what a, what a just an absolute, and I'm sure it's a burner number too, yeah. even though he's still oh, yeah. got a 636. But uh, I'm just going, you know, I don't go, man, he got me. I go, God, how fucking sad is this for this poor guy? No, it's like, actually, like you actually, you do feel legitimate, like, you feel bad because you're like, this is like what you're doing. And like you, right. And it's like clocking straight, in every day, yeah. every day. Like you have nothing else to do. But the, I mean, the, the thing is, is you don't, you don't go out looking for it. It's one of those things that happens over the course of a career. I can't really picture you being truly hated. I know they like to give you shit about basketball and one yeah, on one. I, I don't think there's real hate. I agree. What's that, Jackson? I agree. I don't think people actually. Okay, yeah, but I have real hate. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Maybe you don't see it. No, yeah, you do agree. Yeah, there's people okay. who yes. All right. I don't know, if, and I've been hated from the beginning. So this isn't something I like swerved into. You know, this is a nice two decades worth of it. Um, but certainly also liked, I recognize that. But if slash when I get into whatever shit will, that will take my career out, uh, there won't be a bunch of people going, oh, no, he's a really, he's a really, there'll be people go, yes, fuck him. And I always knew it. And it'll just be like pile on. Um, and and that that's something that I've just, I've observed here with various different people getting out of jail. And then other cases, people just, no matter what they do, they're absolutely screwed. And kind of it is determined by the hashtag likability for you. I don't see you having the hate that I have, but you're lumped into TMA and we, I gather are getting hate from this soccer community. 
the, but, but again, I don't think it's the soccer community. I think it's a portion of the soccer community. And then I think whatever our audience has done on this soccer Facebook page has then only irritated that yeah, soccer that, group more. That's a big but problem. I'm not on there, so I don't see it, so I don't know. Right, so, but then you look at it through, and then like you look through a soccer fan, like the person on the other side, like the soccer guy's eyes, and they get people from TMA and feel like they think they're like they're soldiers of TMA. When and all, like we don't. It's not like we're saying like go sick them, and for a dog's reference, like oh, I would never want to do that. Yeah, no. one of the things like with Barstool, for example, that I would cringe about is right. you know how they'd activate a portion of their, their audience to like go take people out on social media and just torture them. It's like, Oh, I never want to do that. Never. You know? And I don't, and it's, it's not that we did that here and, and not that our audience is even a, you know, the percent of the size of bar stools, but you know, either way it's it, the gatekeeping thing, sticking to the theme of the email. Um, I, I, I understand that it's there. It is a prominent representation perhaps an overrepresentation of soccer fans that they are all, or that there is this huge percentage of we want to be Europeans and we look down on the people who don't follow the game. I think there is an overrepresentation of, of how many that are yeah. really here in St. Louis. I understand it. I get it. Um, but I just don't think, and even maybe if people went into it thinking that that was going to be what happened on Saturday night, I think Saturday night was such an A plus experience that, I think those who might have thought that are just like, okay, fine, those guys might exist. I don't have to hang around them, so who cares? So say whatever you want and beat drums and do chants. It's a, it's a part of the experience. And if anything, I thought, even though those people probably are not people who would be my fans, uh, I thought they added to the game. So <laughs> I enjoyed it, even if they're not my people, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I don't like tune into the 700 Club knowing that they're not my people and go, man, I really enjoyed that. But with this, I did tune in and I thought, ah, I really enjoyed that. I think that that, uh, I think that that was a good part of the experience. So, you know, I don't know. I, I get my, my, my overall reaction is don't get caught up in the bubbles. It doesn't matter what bubble it is, but any bubble can, uh, can give you a misrepresentation of what reality is. There it is. Uh, QFTA in the books for this week, Thursday, March 9th, 2023 from the home loan expert.com studios. Reaction Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show.